Welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We understand family was God's design, and yet, our families can often be the place in our lives where we're the most ungodly. In this podcast, we're hoping you find encouragement from God's Word, as well as practical ways the gospel can touch down in your own life, your home, and your family. We also hope to share some laughter, great stories, and let you know you're not alone, no matter your season or circumstances. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Family Huddle Podcast. We are so glad you're with us. We are Travis and Stephanie Armstrong, and this podcast is a ministry of marriage ministries at Grace Church. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. It's fun to be back with kind of a regular rhythm for this podcast. I'm excited about what we're doing today. Um, I hope it's going to be very relevant and very applicable for everybody that's listening. Um, but I love being married to you. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah, I love I, being married to you. Yeah, I think um, you know a little bit of background on our story. I don't know if you've ever shared that, but I'm essentially a guy from Texas. You're a gal from Iowa, and we met and married in Naples, Florida, which, by the way, right now as is, we're recording this, as we're recording this, our is being are hit heavy. by a massive mm-hmm. hurricane. Yep, our hearts are heavy for our friends uh, there and the church that we met and grew together in. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we we're hoping for the best for them and praying that God will sustain the people of Florida through this trial. Yeah, um, but we did meet in Naples, and Naples is dear to us for that reason. Um, and yeah, it was our story is a story that only God could write. Yeah, because there's no way. From Iowa and from Texas, we could have landed in the same place (laughs) and in a town of retired people. Right. Where the average age (laughs) is 63. And we found each other. We did. We found each other at church. Mm Mm-hmm. Of all places. Yep. That worked out for us. Yeah, it did. But we think about that was August 1st, 2003. Mm Mm-hmm. Almost 20 years later. Yeah. And here we are living in Minnesota. Yeah. What a jump. (laughs) <laughs> Seriously, we, we we did leave the hurricane life behind, um, but we chose the blizzard, the blizzard life. life instead. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure which one is better. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, we made a big, huge jump. Actually, the Lord just slowly pulled us north um, after we got married, and um, it's crazy to me that we're approaching 20 years. Mm-hmm. But um, at the same time, when I look back on pictures, and you know, we're we're getting older, and God blessed us with a, a family, and our kids are getting older. And um, I look back at pictures of us when we were first married, and sometimes I forget, like, gosh, who were those people? Yeah, <laughs> kids, kids. We were kids. We were, uh-huh. and um, and now today, um, four kids. Yep. And um, living here in Minnesota mm-hmm. and doing life here at Grace Church. What a blessing! It is a blessing, complete blessing. And sometimes people ask. I've asked me, you know, what has sustained your marriage over these 19 years? Mm. You've got four kids. What keeps you guys going? What keeps your marriage intact? Mm. Which is a really viable question, a great question, mm-hmm. and one for all of us who are married uh, to, to be able to answer. Mm-hmm. And no doubt, I think at the end of the day, um, it makes me think of Scripture, like John 13, 34. Jesus says this, a new command I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. Mm-hmm. So I think biblical love, a love that's willing to sacrifice, a love that's willing to lay its life down for someone else, 
No greater love than this one would lay his life down for his friends, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that love, that love that's willing to go to that place of sacrificial, um, sacrificial giving of oneself for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, that's the ideal. Mm-hmm. And I would say that only by God's grace absolutely, and the work of the Holy Spirit yeah. um, have we imperfectly lived that out. Right. Right? The Lord has helped us at every point and mm-hmm. in every season um, choose that kind of love, but certainly not because it welled up in us and we willed ourselves, you know, to make the right choice. Right. 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 He, I, I, th- I think that I would answer that question by saying, <clears throat> great, well, graciously, that's the word I want, mm-hmm. God has continued to draw us to himself yes, individually. Um, and we have, again, by his grace, grown in our um, knowledge and love of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think that that has really helped us grow together in our marriage. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I look back at where we were spiritually 20 years ago, um, you know, I, I, God was doing something then for sure. Yeah. But I marvel at how far he's brought us um, in 20 years mm-hmm. in our walks with him. They aren't perfect. Right. But I think our devotion, our love, our commitment um, for him has for sure grown um, in leaps and bounds. And that is what enables you and I to to do well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, you know, marriage, we talk about this, is so revealing. And I think the moment we got married, didn't quite understand, first of all, what marriage was all about, nor was I very much aware of what it would take to keep marriage, our marriage, intact. Yeah. You know, you make these promises mm-hmm. on your wedding day, and like, promise to love you and cherish you for better or worse, sickness and health, to death do us part. I mean, who can really do that? You don't really know what you're signing up for. You don't really know what you're signing up for. <laughs> but I realize, like, I don't know that I'm enough yeah. in and of myself right? to keep these promises always to this person for the rest of my life. Right. And marriage very quickly re- reveals the fact that I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. And I need somebody. And that somebody I needed is Jesus. Yeah. And obviously the gospel, when we start thinking about these passages of scripture, mm-hmm. like I just read, the gospel becomes the motivation and the power Yes. To live a life with your wife of sacrificial love. Yep. Because when we understand and grasp the power of the gospel, that empowers us to live in such a way as Christ loved us. And so it is by his grace. Mm-hmm. And marriage has revealed our need for Jesus in more ways than we could possibly tell you over yep. a podcast. Yep. Yeah. And I would say, too, that at different seasons, you know, we've each struggled mm-hmm. with living a sacrificial life love right mm-hmm. choosing that like we've both had just times where it's been hard fought yeah um and then some seasons where <laughs> thank thank you lord it comes more naturally yeah and it's a little easier but um that's not to say that our marriage has just been you know a uh, mountaintop experience always um but he has been so faithful to us yeah and we blinked and it's 20 years later mm-hmm. almost 20 years later mm-hmm. so yeah, by His grace. Yeah, by His grace. Mm-hmm. I love it. You know, so much of what I do now here at Grace is working with couples, um, not only who are married, mm-hmm. but also those who are 
preparing for marriage. Yep. I'll never forget a couple of years ago, I'm asking this question to this couple and I threw it out. I just seen where they're at. And the question was this, what makes you think you're ready at this place in your life to be married? Mm-hmm. And I get a, a wide variety of, of, of responses oftentimes, but I'll never forget this one young lady's response. She's in her early twenties. And she says, you know what, Travis, I don't know. I don't know that I'm enough. I don't know that I have like the perfect resume or enough, you know, education or whatever, um, or spiritually like mature enough. I don't know that I'm enough for marriage, but I know that Jesus is. Hmm. And I thought to myself, that's a great humble response. Mm-hmm. And if anybody is ready to be married, it's her. It's her mm-hmm. because she's not trusting in herself. Yeah, she knows this is bigger than her. Yeah. Or she sees herself accurately, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Humbleness is accurately seeing your life in light of who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And we see the gap that exists. Yeah. And she's going, I know I'm not enough, but he is. Yeah. And I just thought that's such a great answer for mm-hmm. someone who is so young mm-hmm. in the faith, but yet understands a lot about the gospel and its importance in marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what's beautiful about the gospel is that when we see our lack, mm-hmm. the gospel also, though, deals with any shame. Yes. You know, like we don't we don't have to feel crushed by that. Right. Because God's grace is more than enough, right? In his loving kindness, he turned to us and yeah. saved us. And so I think um, that's what's so beautiful is that, you know, some people don't want to admit they're not enough. Mm-hmm. It, they'd rather just kind of do the old like American, I can do anything, right? Um, and nobody can tell me I can't. And there's such freedom, though, when we get to the end of ourselves yes. and realize that actually I do not, I am not the person that's going to make the other you know, person's life amazing. Yeah, uh, There's an end to what I can do. Right. <laughs> and also I'm human, so every day is not amazing, right? Some days I fall short, some minute by the minute. Sometimes minute by the minute I fall short. And so there's freedom in like coming to that conclusion and then realizing, but I don't have to be that person yeah. because God can step in here and he can take over and I can just trust him and he can, you know, certainly carry the marriage yeah. and keep us together. And so, um, I love the power of the gospel displayed in that way. Like mm-hmm. we, it, it's a freedom. It's not a crushing, right. shameful thing no. that we, we aren't enough. Yeah. It's actually very freeing. So. That's right. Jesus said, you come to know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. And I think the truth of what it takes <clears throat> to keep a marriage intact, that it involves an understanding that you're going to have to rely upon a power and a source outside of yourself, and that being Jesus, mm-hmm. to keep it together. It, yep. it presses you into that. It moves you to that place, um, which is so cool how God has rigged marriage to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're going to realize very quickly uh, that you need him more than you think. And that's a great thing. And so, but I think, you know, the truth about marriage is so important. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the truth is derived from God's word. But I think what can be so important for couples to understand whether you're preparing for marriage or you are married, there are lies being perpetrated against God, his word, and marriage. Absolutely. We need to identify those Mm -hmm. and be able to counteract those with the truth. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something we want to do uh, with this podcast, and we want to address maybe one lie <clears throat> that uh, is surrounding marriage. 
Um, and this lie, actually, I derived this from a, a sermon by Vody Bachman on love and marriage. And he addressed this, bringing this up in such a way that he described it, this lie, as the Greco-Roman myth of love. Hmm. And it's almost kind of like, all right, love is like this powerful, overwhelming feeling that hits you. Like you just got shot by Cupid's arrow, <laughs> right? And it, it, it's so overwhelming and powerful that you just have to let go and let it drive you, you know? Um, and it's like this, it, it's this force and you have no control over it, right? And so you just have to kind of roll with it, go with it. <laughs> and so sometimes we can see that, whether it's in cartoons or yeah. movies, right? Someone gets hit with a love bug, someone gets shot with Cupid's arrow, and all of a sudden, like they have their hearts in their eyes, and it's like they're just, they're moved along by this, this force, mm -hmm. this power. And it's almost like they have no control over what they're doing. I, yeah. just have to, I just have to go with it. Like emotionalism. Like emotionalism. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's, and I think maybe some of the phrases we use to describe this, this lie, this Greco-Roman um, lie about love, this myth on love, is we'll say things like, well, this thing is bigger than us. <laughs> and we're slaves to it. We're slaves to it. Mm -hmm. we, have, we, have no, we have no choice. <laughs> we just have to go with it. These things just happen. You can't help who you fall in love with, right? Yeah. The heart wants what it wants, and so you just have to, you just got to go with it. Yeah, follow your heart is like one of the most deceptive lies out there, mm -hmm. right? And we just become like slaves to every whim that we feel. Right. And um, sadly, you know, it's, it's one thing if you're in a candy store and you're, you're a slave to your whims, you might end up with some cavities, right? Mm -hmm. Or a, a stomach ache later, that's not the end of the world, but... Right. It's a whole different thing when you're in a marriage and you feel a whim of desire uh -huh. for someone else. Right. You feel a whim of, um, you know, disgust for your spouse. I mean, we feel all kinds of things all the time. Right, right. But we can't be slaves to them. We can't be slaves to them. And we certainly can't put them in the driver's seat of our life. No. And I think that's one thing that this myth really does is it prioritizes every single emotion that you have. Mm-hmm over reality right and over certainly over commitment and certainly over promises you made yes and it just it places a high value on how you feel in the moment right and you know we're we all know the human experience we can feel like we're on a mountaintop in one moment and five minutes from now we can be in the depths of the valley mm -hmm. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. we cannot trust our emotions in a way that we let them make decisions for us. Yeah. You know, emotions are important. We need to recognize them. Right. They often point us to an underlying thing. Yeah. So they are important. They're God-given. That's right. But they are they were never meant to be the driver of our life. Mm-hmm. Because they, they will lead us off a cliff very quickly. And that's why one of the glaring issues with this lie is it's a subjective feeling, hmm. not an objective truth yeah right so feelings move on you as you were describing mm -hmm. so well up and down um truth doesn't move on you right it's always the same there's a standard there's a standard mm -hmm. um but feelings is is very subjective thing feelings can be very different from me to you or anyone else yeah that that and that's a huge problem mm -hmm. because you can't argue with someone's feelings right so if they you know and i think people land in divorce court on this very issue 
somebody has made a decision about how they feel and they are going to stand behind it and mm-hmm. there's no talking them down. There's no convincing them that they might feel otherwise. Um, and you know, that's not to paint a, a wide brush on divorce and the reasons that you may find yourself in one. True. But I do think, um, that often the, the subjective truth, if you want to call it that, um, that our culture has swallowed whole mm-hmm. is so dangerous. Yeah. Because when there is no standard, then who's to say what's right, wrong, or indifferent? Right. You know, there no one. And that's the problem. So you get two people who can't land on any kind of shared truth. They just bring their subjection to the picture. Right. And then just argue all around it. And there's no way to get past that. Right. Um, you know, without without truth being entered into the equation and Mm -hmm. somebody drawing the line in the sand and saying, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. we need to bend. We need to bend to the truth. Right. We need to subject our feelings to the truth versus bending the truth to fit our feelings. Yes, absolutely. Yep. And so, and that's hard. It because is we don't we don't want to invalidate someone's feelings. No, Your feelings are very real. No, um, but we just can't let them, as you said, drive the car. Yeah, and I think the other thing is that sometimes we don't even know we're doing this. Right. So it's also wise to let to have a trusted outside third party, you know, who's neutral and who's wise mm-hmm. to if you find yourself in a hard place in marriage to look at your marriage objectively. And see what how how you're each coming to it, right? Yeah, yeah. that's why a counselor is so important sometimes, um, because we we just cannot we see life through our bent. Always, we're just prone to it, right? So we may be acting in this way, and we we don't even realize it. Yeah. It's not always an intentional thing. In fact, I think often that's what's so dangerous about it. It just Absolutely. slips right in there. It does. And you don't realize that, that you are, in fact, distorting the truth to get the outcome that you want and that mm-hmm. feels good mm-hmm. or feels right or feels justified. Yeah. And another glaring issue with going down this road of being led by this you know, Greco-Roman myth of love mm-hmm. is no marriage is going to be safe. That's right. Right? I mean, no marriage is safe and secure if feelings are driving the train, mm-hmm. right? Because what could what could prohibit either either one of us being right. hit by Cupid's arrow, right? And being like, "Sorry, babe, these things just happen." You know, the heart wants what it wants, and yeah. just ha- I just had to go with it. I, I was I wasn't in control. Yeah, right. Well, that's a lie. Uh-huh. I am in control, mm-hmm. and I do make choices. Mm-hmm. We and all so do. We all do. Mm-hmm. We all do. And so I, I think. We have to understand that approach. You're setting yourself up for a marriage that is going to be destabilized. Yes, and and if you get out of a marriage for that reason, there's no there's no security going forward that mm-hmm. the next relationship you're in won't end exactly the same way. Yeah, you know, it's just a pattern. It's a bad habit. It's a bad pattern to slip into because you know pretty soon you're just you do you are a slave mm-hmm. to how you feel. Right. And our feelings are just all over the map at any given time. Yeah. So we don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, and that's, as you mentioned, such a need for what is the standard. Yeah. Yep. Otherwise, we're throwing darts in the dark. Yeah. Um, and so not only is it subjective feelings, not an objective truth, no marriage is safe. Mm-hmm. But I think also, if you're going by feelings, 
then it's it's not ultimately over the long haul sustainable. Right. Right? It's not it's not it's not sustainable. It's not going to get you through hard times mm-hmm. in marriage. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not because through hard times you feel like I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, or I can't do this. I've, or I can't I'm, do I'm this. Just, I'm I'm over it. I'm worn out. I don't have anything left to give. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and that's there's nothing wrong with that feeling. Right. But I think um, that's when you know the commitment kicks in. Right. right. That's when you got to go back to that standard of yep, I may feel this way, but I also know that this is part of what God called me to when I promised mm-hmm. to be united to somebody in marriage until death. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, all of these things are, it's easy for us to kind of glibly have a glibly, I'm not sure if that's a word. Glib is, I don't <laughs> we'll know. Go with it. I don't know if glibly is to have a conversation like, you know, oh, we can't do that. We can't, but reality Mm-hmm. Marriage is hard. Marriage is hard. Life throws some unbelievable curveballs sometimes, yeah. right? And so I don't want to minimize, we don't want to minimize how you may be feeling today, um, where you're at. You may be in a really hard place in your marriage. Yeah. So what is it, um, Trav, that you would say, what's the counter to this? Yeah. So if that's the counterfeit, that's right. a, a departure from the truth to be led mm-hmm. by our feelings and our emotions. Yeah. What would be the truth? What's the bedrock? Right. To anchor on. And I think we need to understand a biblical definition of love. Mm, Yep. Um, And so I believe a biblical definition of love would be it's an act of the will, Mm -hmm. a choice, accompanied by emotion, Mm -hmm. and it leads to sacrificial action on behalf of another. So an act of a will, accompanied by emotion, not driven by emotion, but accompanied by emotion, Mm -hmm. that leads to sacrificial action on behalf of of another. True love is always going to, there's always going to be sacrifice. Pictured perfectly in Christ. Perfectly. He is the definition of love. He is the the um, picture of love, right? Mm-hmm. He is the love that we pattern our love. And we see those exact things in the way that he laid his life down for us. Yeah. And felt the emotion, right? Of I don't want to do this. I mean, yeah. when he was in the garden before the crucifixion, you know, pleading to the Father, take this cup from me. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it it that is the the truest, I think, most human experience that we get in yeah. Christ yes. is that moment of because we can relate like who would want to do that? Right. Who would want to do that? And for people who don't even love him or accept him, mm-hmm. or believe him, mm-hmm. or trust him. I mean, <laughs> it'd be one thing to lay your life down for your family, right. right? Who is devoted to you, loves you above all else. But it is a whole nother thing to lay your life down for an enemy, mm-hmm. or people that just have dismissed you and act as if they don't care who you are. Yeah. Um, and so we see this picture in Christ, and that motivates us, yeah. right? Yeah. And I, that's why I think so much about the scripture calls us to turn our eyes off of ourselves mm-hmm. and turn on Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. He is the right Hebrews the 12. Motivation. Fix your eyes on Jesus, mm-hmm. the author and perfecter of your faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now sit down at the right hand of the Father in heaven. So when we fix our eyes on Christ as a hymn that we sing, right? Mm-hmm. 
turn your eyes upon Jesus, Mm -hmm. look full in his wonderful face, and the things of this world will go strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. It's amazing how things lose their appeal, lose their the, the weight that they carry over your life in light of his glory and grace. Mm-hmm. And so when we see Jesus and we see the sacrifice he made on our behalf at the cross, that frees us mm-hmm. from emotions. It frees us from circumstances. It frees us and delivers us from a lot of things that might be running and driving our life. And instead we see Christ and we see the power of the gospel and that starts to drive our life and our decision making. Mm-hmm. And we can start to make decisions that are sacrificial in light of what we see him and what he did. Yep. It reminds me of this really beautiful passage in Titus 3, um, where we see the picture of his love. Mm -hmm. And this is what it says. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others, and hating one another. Ouch. Yeah. But... When the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing and regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. I mean, we see his goodness in this. We see his loving kindness. We see his mercy. We see his grace poured out. Yeah. And we see ourselves in the beginning, foolish, mm-hmm. disobedient, mm-hmm. led astray, slaves to various passions. There you go. Yeah. Um, and pleasure, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. Mm-hmm. And I think, gosh, what a perfect word for marriage um, that passage is because we've all been the spouse who is one of those things at any given time, right? Um, And it it, it would be easy. It feels justified to look at our spouse sometimes in a bad season or a bad moment and think, I'm not not doing anything more Mm -hmm. for you or you Mm -hmm. don't deserve a sacrifice. Like you're hard to live with. Right. Um, that would be easy for any of us to feel that. And yet, when God looked at us in that state, he didn't draw the line with, you know, I was going to do something for you, mm-hmm. but wow, you yeah. are too I'm, I'm far gone. Yeah. He, in his loving kindness and his goodness, reached out in mercy mm-hmm. and, and literally opened the storehouse for us. Yeah. And in the the most horrific possible way, died the death that we should have died. That's right. And so, you know, if that doesn't motivate us to then treat our spouse to the best of our ability and by the power of the Holy Spirit in a similar manner, I don't know what will. Yeah. Because we look at what God did for us, and you said it earlier, it humbles us. Mm -hmm. And there's no other response when you're humbled by that kind of sacrifice and love than to extend that to other people. That's right. And especially to your spouse. Yeah. And it isn't easy, but it is an act of the will. It is. And and we do, you know, we we choose things all the time. And we choose things that are hard. That's right. For other reasons and sometimes for other people and yet sometimes our spouse is the very person that we wound the most mm-hmm. because we just feel unwilling to do 
the sacrificial thing. Yeah. Or to be the bigger person or to go first yeah. in our love. Love goes first. That's right. Yeah, I, I think God calls us to hard things, but he enables us to make those hard calls, like staying in a marriage, by giving us a picture mm-hmm. derived from his story yeah, laid out he in the scripture. Did. Yeah. And that will always be the thing that enables us yep. to stay in the fight yep. for our marriage. Yeah. Um, because he stayed in the fight all the way to the yeah, end. Right. All the way to the end. He went all the way there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that continues to be our source of strength, our source of power, our source of help. Mm-hmm is continuing locking eyes and being fixated with the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Yeah, I think that's why at the beginning of this conversation, that's what sustained us mm-hmm. so far. Yeah. By the grace of God, he has helped us go back to the gospel um, and and stay there. Yeah. And sometimes we need to go back hourly, mm-hmm. <laughs> minute by minute. Yeah. Um, but I'm so thankful that that's been a heartbeat in in your life, yeah, your walk yeah. with the Lord, and in mine too. And like like we said, we don't do this perfectly. We have hard days just like everybody else, and yeah. we, we bug each other occasionally. Yes, we do. <laughs> but by the grace of God, right? We don't but, stay there. But I think as we kind of wrap up this podcast, um, one thing I was thinking about is it's really hard in the world that we're living in. Um, we're just We know this. We're bombarded with uh, with lies at every turn um, because of the proliferation of the World Wide Web and the information highway, we can get we can get drawn into a, a place in life where all of a sudden um, we're confused about the reality of, of what God has given us in, in marriage. And we can be darkened in understanding very quickly um, because of the lies that we start to believe. Um, and so we have to make sure that as, as believers that we're continuing to fight for our marriage and um, digging down deep. You know, it talks about that in, in Matthew uh, as well as Luke, uh, the story that Jesus shared about the wise man and the foolish man in regards to the house that was built. And the wise man, it talks about him digging down deep to build his house upon the rock. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to dig down deep and dig through the sand and dig through the pebbles and dig through the sediment to get down to that substance that is the rock of Jesus Christ. And I think in so many ways, we're going to have to dig through the lies, mm-hmm. dig through the lies to put our life and, and marriages on the rock. Mm-hmm. It, it also makes me think of, in light of that, you know, Winston Churchill made this really profound statement about truth. He said, and this was during World War II and obviously the propaganda of the Nazis and so much of the airwaves being controlled by what the Nazis were saying to people and people were very confused about what is the reality. And Winston Churchill said, you know, the truth is so powerful and potent that it's oftentimes surrounded by a pack of lies. Hmm. Yeah. And we got to dig through that. Yep by digging into the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And what has God said about marriage? What has He said? And praise God that He makes it clear for mm-hmm. us. So when we dig for that, when we dig through the lie and He starts to even illuminate our our eyes to see it, right? Yeah. yeah. He also makes the truth just so plain 
and easy to understand. Yeah. You know, that I think that's that's another thing we can talk about in another podcast, but Yeah. So often we think we have we, there's no way we could possibly know what God wants. Well, yes, there is. Yeah. <laughs> His word is clear. His word is clear. Yep. As as Pastor Troy said on Sunday, in light of everything that's happened in our world, Keep your nose in the book and your eyes on Jesus. Oh, amen. That needs to be like a, <laughs> a slogan on Grace Church t-shirts or something. Keep your eyes on the book. Or keep your nose in the book and your eyes on Jesus. I love that. Well, let's um, let's wrap up this podcast today. Thank you so much for listening. And mm-hmm. we always hope to encourage you and spur you on, um, never ever to condemn you, but give you a picture um of what God's teaching us too. Yeah. Yep. As we dig into some of this. So. And we're still a work in progress. We yeah. haven't got it all Heavens, figured yes. out. Yep. We're not perfect. No. But we have a perfect savior yep. who perfectly loves us. And we just want to encourage you with that truth. And uh, we're going to continue unpacking some more lies for you over the weeks to come on this yeah. podcast. But excited to be with you again. And we hope, again, this is such an encouragement and it's equipping you in light of everything happening in our world that you can be solid in your truth in regards to the truth of God's word. Yes. Do you want to pray for us? Close us out. Yes, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much uh, for marriage. Thank you that you have, um, from the very beginning, created this gift of marriage. You defined it and gave it its purpose. But ever since there was a declaration from God over this couple whom you married, Adam and Eve, there has been this, this fight and this warfare of the enemy to try to put a question mark around where God's put a period. And so let us, as as believers, continue to dig down deep in God's word, to build our lives upon the truth, uh, and help us in in this journey. Uh, Because uh, the warfare is fierce, and it is for the hearts, souls, and minds of people. But thank you that you haven't left us alone. You've given us these weapons of our warfare. They're divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. So thank you, Lord Jesus, for the word of God in prayer. And we bring the word of God into our lives. Thank you for it. And we pray that you can continue to drive this truth deep into our lives and our hearts and our minds so that we can live a faithful life for the King in our lives and in our marriages. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And that's it for us today. But we will see you again next week. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And there you have another episode of the Family Huddle Podcast. I know we mention it pretty much every episode, but we really do appreciate that you would choose to spend any bit of your time with us. It doesn't go unnoticed. Thank you. And if there was any part of this episode that you felt like was encouraging or challenging, or maybe it's something you want to discuss with a friend or a mentor, maybe your spouse, please share it. We would love love it if you are enjoying it, if you'd share it with those around you. And if you want on any of the podcast platforms that you would choose to use, you can give us a follow and that will notify you when new episodes drop so you never miss out on anything. And you can also find us on social media, Instagram and Facebook, Grace Church Marriage Ministries. And that is just another way for you to connect with us, Um, comment on things, like things, Um, feel free to leave us a review on our podcast platform, send us messages if you have questions. The goal is that we are here for you and available to you. Uh, Travis and Stephanie gave us a lot to think through with this episode, kind of combating this whole idea of emotionalism and our feelings make things true as opposed to having a standard for truth. And so 
having a standard and a baseline and a foundation is what a relationship with Jesus in the Bible truly does. So hopefully this was just some practical insight into, okay, understanding that the Bible is a standard. What does that look like in my everyday life and my relationships? Again, would love to hear how this landed on you. Please feel free to reach out to us um, and we will see you soon.